There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 Chai FM. 101.9 Chai FM, this is Soul to Soul on Friday afternoon here in Johannesburg, South Africa. Welcome, welcome, welcome to all of you. And thank you so much for taking time out of your busy Fridays to join us here in our program. And welcome to what has Baruch Hashem become a very wet Johannesburg. Someone, I think, may have made a mistake and started saying the same Talamot Alavracha a day or two early, Baruch Hashem. But we've definitely been the beneficiaries of it and maybe even looking forward to a continuation of that. As we come to Shabbos Kodesh, which is Mekar HaBrach in itself, the source of all blessing, of all benevolence, of all goodness for ourselves, for our families, for the entire for the entire world. For those of you who are already on holiday, that's great. Thank you for taking time wherever you might be, at home or on the road or somewhere, and listening to our show. For those who it's just a normal, ordinary Friday afternoon, and it is another week of work, or another two weeks, or ten weeks of work coming up. But still, we're about to enter Shabbos Kodesh, we're about to enter that island of tranquility, that island of sanctity, of beauty, of heavenly bliss, that uh, we get, we have the opportunity to imbibe in once every Every single week. So this week is Shabbos Kodesh Parshas Vayetzeh. And of course the Parsha starts with a tremendous vision of Yaakov Avinu coming to the place of the Beis HaMikdash. And he slept there. It was there that he dreamt about the ladder. The ascending ladder to the heavens. And when he awakens, he exclaims and he says... Is it true that Hashem dwells in this place and I didn't even realize it? Rav Shimshon Apostopoli kind of renders on these words an amazing, perhaps esoteric meaning. He writes that we know, we're told in, in the Navi, that there are four faces on the four sides of the Kiseyah covered by Kodesh Baruch Hu's divine throne. There's a lion, an angel, a kruv, <coughs> an eagle, a nesher, and man. Arye, kruv, nesher, and Adam. Now, the face of the man, we know, is none other than Yaakov Avinu. So he explains up until this time, Yaakov realized that the Aryeh, the Kruv, and the Nesher were part of the Kisya covets. However, he was unaware that his own form was part of the Kisya. Only during the dream did he realize that even his own countenance was part of the Kisya of the Kisya covet and part and parcel of Hakadosh Baruch Hu's throne of of glory. This new understanding of Yaakov is alluded to in those words. The word Ochein could be the Rosh Tevis, could be the acronym of the three faces that Yaakov already knew were part of the Kisiyah covered. Aryeh, Aleph, Kuruv, the Malach, and Nesher, Ochein. But it was only after the dream that he realized that he himself, Yaakov, 
represented the Adam. To this new addition, Yaakov says, But the fact that there was Aleph, Aryeh, Nun, uh, the, the Nesher, the Chof, the Kruv, and Yud, Yaakov, I didn't realize that was really, the Anoichi was actually a, a, a Yaakov. In fact, even the Malachim couldn't believe this incredible sight of seeing Yaakov Avinu, the human being, the mortal man, on the one hand, sleeping at the Mokum of the Beis HaMikdash, and seeing the same face engraved on the Kisiyakovit. How is this feat possible? That a creation of flesh and blood could reach such a madrega, such a, a, a lofty spiritual level to be in, in, in both places at the same time? In fact, Chazal describe their astonishment by commenting that when it says, that the Malachim were going up and descending the ladder, they were actually the same Malachim. They repeated their ascent and descent up the ladder to see the form of Yaakov on the Kisiyah covered, and again to see Yaakov on, on the earth, and couldn't believe that they were in fact identical. Let's perhaps even go one step a little bit deeper to try to explain these words. What does the word boy mean? It doesn't necessarily mean the latter, but rather it means boy in, in him, in Yaakov. For Yaakov himself was in fact the latter. The ascent, or perhaps the descent, of the Malachim depends upon the year, depends upon the Jew, which also symbolizes the letter Yud of Yaakov, the man on the Kisei. This concept is is brought out by by Chazal that states that when Yonason ben Uziel was learning Torah, the fire that emanated from him would burn up a bird that happened to be flying over his head at the time. The Russian fact of the Chazal is, Kol al nisraf. However, there's another interpretation, another twist of, of, of this Chazal, that the Malachim we know have different names according to the, their level. Of, of, of which type of angel they are. An oif, we know, is the lowest level of, of a malach, while in comparison, a saraf is, is on a much higher level. The madrega of Torah, which Yonason ben Uziel reached while he was learning Torah, was so high that even an oif, which was a, a, a lower level, a malach, nisraf, had the ability to be to be elevated all the way up to the level of of of, of a of a saraf. I remember growing up, there was a a song that uh, goes, uh, "He's got the whole wide world in in his in his hand." And this this 
I don't know, I'm not sure what kind of song it was. So I, I did some research. It was written during World War II by someone called Obi Philpot, who was a, a, a Cherokee Indian. It speaks of, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu as our creator and our protector. Of course, who else besides a protector can be referred to with such an ability to have the whole world in his hand? Only in the Melech Ma'achi Amlachim, only in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who's, uh, who's, uh, holds the whole globe in, in, in his hand. Yet, of course, according to Chazal, Lahavdil, this expression applies to every single year, every single day, that he has the gift of, of being alive, of wearing the, the, the Tselem Elakim, and having a, a Neshama that, if you want, can affect with its thoughts, with its speech, with its actions and, and behavior, the entire universe for good or for bad. That is the power that a, that a Yid has. His powers are likened to that ladder of Yaakov, which stands on the earth, yet reaches the heavens. The Balaturim, in fact, writes that Sulam ladder has the same gematria as Mamain, money. They're both 136. Money is earthly, and one never has enough of it. One always craves and desires even more. Yet, it is a ladder heavenward. Because if it's utilized for chesed, and let's say for support of, 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 uh, of people that are learning Torah, then it has climbed the ladder to the, to the heavens. And, and one will receive then the schah, the tremendous rewards for, for using it properly, for giving it, let's say, to, to tzedakah. And, and we can't forget that Am Yisrael is therefore engraved on the Kisiyah Kovet, the place where HaKadosh Baruch Hu's glory, where HaKadosh Baruch Hu's greatness emanates and, and resonates throughout all of the upper worlds, and, and that is all nurtured, that's all developed, that's all determined by our actions. How does one climb that ladder to, to the heavens? So the answer to that is alluded to in, in, in Yaakov's own words. The word anoichi symbolizes the I, the ego, me, my bodily pleasures, pleasures, right? And in fact, the word ego stands for egging God, edging God out. We don't want Hakadosh Baruch Hu. It's all about, it's all about me. Anoichi loy means that I say no to my anoichi, to my ego. My Yetzirah has no limits and I cannot negotiate with him. Just like you can't negotiate with terrorists or all kinds of terrible people. Only with such commitment and resolve, one step at a time, slowly but surely, rung by rung, we can begin to climb that ladder upwards. By each small mitzvah, every word of Torah we learn, every act of chesed we do, every small achievement, we can attain the level of Yodati, 
which means I have connected with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. As in fact, the Pasuk says, So when you get rid of the when you get rid of the ego and you say, no, I don't matter, when one realizes that the letters of Anoichi, that the Yud of Yaakov is part of the Kisya covered and is able to elevate the Achain of the Kisei, he then becomes almost like super empowered to ward off all the attempts of the Yetzirah, whose goal is, of course, to try to hijack, to try to ruin our our Neshamas. The Malach of Esav, the next week's Pasha, fought Yaakov at the, at the Mavar Yaboik, the crossing of the Yaboik River. Why is this, why in this particular place? So Mephoshim say that the Gematria of the word Yaboik 112 is the same word as, as the same as the words Anoichi Loi. The Malach of Esav figured that in this place particularly, Yaakov would be vulnerable to lose the power of Anoichiloi. And you'll be able to overcome him and, 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 and somehow defeat Yaakov at that space. But he was wrong. However, he did manage to injure Yaakov momentarily in the calf of the thigh. Chazal say that this injury alluded to the generation much later where, where Yidin would question whether or not they were still Jewish, whether they still wanted to be Jewish, which first occurred in the Golas of Yavon at the period of, of Hanukkah. It was during this period that the Greeks attempted to lure Yiddish kinder, the Jewish, the Jewish nation to follow in their, in their philosophy and in their lifestyle, which was a life geared completely to anoichi, to enhancing the bodily pleasures and say yes to all all its all its cravings. But we all remember we sort of being pressured by this influence many, many years ago with the whole uh, 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 revolution when, when Coke began kind of blitzing the whole world by, by pushing Sprite to be more popular even than 7-Up, and the slogan they had, this kind of moral message of obey your, your thirst. And, and that, that was the, the philosophy of, of the Greeks. That's the philosophy of, of the Anarchy. We'll come back and wrap it up in a moment. In the meantime, we'll take a short break. This is 11.95 FM. Soul to Soul on the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 Chai FM, you are uh, listening to Soul to Soul, and this is a Friday afternoon, and we are in Johannesburg, South Africa, as we always do at this point on the show, to give you the important times you need to know for this coming Shabbos. Candlelighting today is the standard summer zenith time of quarter past six, 6.15 on the clock, the actual latest time 
for lighting Shabbos candles this week is 6.32. But let's go for the earlier time, add a few more minutes to the Shabbos. Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at 26 minutes past 7, 7.26. Uh, sunset is at uh, 10 to 7 at 6.50. And the latest time for saying the Krishma tomorrow morning is already jumping back to 8.30. 34, the Aftoira is the regular Aftoira for Shabbos Kodesh Pashas Avayetze. And as I said, we are in the month of Kislev already, counting down towards Hanukkah just over two weeks away. But we're already talking about Hanukkah. And we mentioned that the the whole uh, uh, philosophy of the the Greek, of the Misnyavnim, was that we have to obey our bodies, right? And that was, uh, you know, whenever your body calls for any kind of pleasure, you had better listen carefully and, and do what it says. No questions asked. When the Hashmanoim were victorious over the Misyavnim, that was the commitment to do just the opposite, to obey your neshama, and in fact to control, to subjugate and harness the goof to do what the body what the body wants. Right? It's interesting. The the the, the word onoichi, which is that word that talks all about us, the gematria of onoichi is eighty one. The gematria of Hanukkah uh, is eighty nine. And so is the gematria of the word goof. That through the avoid of the eight days of Hanukkah, one is able to sublimate that beast, that, that anoichi, that tries to, that tries to control us, and, and to realize that there's an enkayach, there's no power at all in, in the body, and there's no other outside existing strength or power that's available to man in order to accomplish anything without, without the Rabbani Shlom. And this, this concept is man's, right, ain koyach, man has no koyach by itself, that uh, uh, if we add the letter ches, that eight days of Hanukkah, to the word onnaychi, so then you get the, the Hanukkah, which is the ain koyach, the realization that a human being by himself, without the siyat without the help of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is nothing and can do and can do nothing. The Aseris Adibris begin with the words, Anoichi Hashem Lekecha. And it hints to the interpretation that when man thinks that his ego, that his Anoichi, is a powerful entity that can run, that can uh, uh, fuel itself, he has to realize that it's uh, that it's only Hashem Lekecha who actually gives our Anoichi its power. The proof to this is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu took us out of Mitzrayim. When, what were we at that time? We were nothing. Our Anoichi was as, as, as uh, downtrodden and as, and as depressed and as non-existent as you could possibly, as you could possibly imagine. We were slaves. We were helpless. We were paralyzed. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when, when, uh, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu took us out and, and this realization began to sink in, only then, can the Anoichi transform into the, into the Demus, into the picture of Yaakov that sits on, on the Kisya Kovids. That's why they both share 
the gematria of, of 81, that if we love HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Bechol Levavcha, uh, even with the Anoichi, even with everything that we have, so then it's all going to, we're going to be able to then take that Anoichi and transform it to Anoichi Hashem, Hashem Lekecha. On Hanukkah, so Klai turns that injury that was done to the calf of of Yaakov Avinu, right? We change the calf to a pach, that that little uh, a jar of of oil that miraculously burnt for eight days. Chazal say that the fight of Yaakov with the the Malach of Esav says it it raised dust that went all the way up to the Kisya covered. In other words, this epic battle was whether Yaakov and Klaiyasol will be able to cancel and control and deal with our own Anoichi to the point of making it a Kli, of making it a vessel for HaKadosh Baruch Hu's glory, as alluded to in Anoichi Loyodati. Where the, where the, where, where Yaakovino didn't even realize that he has that ability, he has that potential, he has that incredible way of being able to access HaKadosh Baruch Hu and make it to the sides of the, of the, uh, of the, of the Kisei, of the Kisei, of the Kisei Yaakovit. And that is, that is when one actually is able to control and realize that I am nothing, my Anoichi has no substance is his own, and, and he completely sublimates that to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then he's rewarded with the Chochmah. Then he, then he can be a Yodati. Then he can be someone who can intimately know to come closer to, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then, Bilvovi Mishkan Emna, in, inside myself, that ladder which exists in me, I can reach the top, and I can myself become a, a, a base, a base Samikdash. We'll come back with a closing segment, a little bit of halacha, as we come back from the break. This is 1.9 High FM. Stay with us. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 Chai FM, we're back on your radio here in Johannesburg on Friday afternoon, Arab Shabbos, Kedish, Pashas, Vayetz. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Just a short halacha, just so we could say we've done something today. We were talking about if you have a fire that's on, in let's say your stove, on, on Yom Tov, how can one get to be able to turn it off on, on Yom Tov? And is it in fact permissible at all? So our Chazal, Teach us, and we learn from the pasuk, loy teoseh, called malacha. No malacha shall be done. That all what is forbidden is the doing of malacha. The Torah forbids us to do malacha. But if malacha is done by itself without me doing anything, even though I'm the cause of it, but I didn't actually do it, that's called kurama, and there's no Torah prohibition. To, to do that. And therefore, in a case of great necessity, Chazal even forbade the use of grama on Shabbos. Let's say, we said, for example, if God forbid a fire is spreading, I would be allowed to put around where the fire is, 
let's say, uh, 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 bowls or, or barrels full of water, so that when the fire gets to that place, the the uh, the vessels will get burnt and the water will and and they'll split open and the water will then uh, uh, flow out and hopefully extinguish extinguish the fire and that's 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 a practical halacha that on Shabbos one will be allowed to use gurama in order to God forbid save a person from loss of money or even to do a mitzvah or any other great or pressing need. However, if there's no great and pressing need, so then one shouldn't even cause that a malacha should be done. That's as far as Shabbos is concerned. Regarding Yom Tiv, the the Poiskim are, are of different opinions. There are some who say that Yom Tiv is exactly the same as Shabbos, and that unless there's a great need, one shouldn't cause a malacha to be done. And some say that Yom Tov, to do an act of Grom is actually is completely allowed on 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 Yom Tov, and and particularly when it comes to the malacha of lighting a fire or extinguishing a fire, which is only a a rabbinic prohibition at all. So practically speaking, one could be lenient regarding uh, uh, Grama even if it's not an absolutely necessary situation, but without any kind of need, one should be machmir and not, and not, uh, cause that. You know, you know, in the past when they wanted, let's say, to cook on Yontif, so they would take a few, few pieces of wood, whatever they would need for that pot, and put them together in the stove, light them, and they would just eventually, uh, when they finished the cooking, so the fire would just go out by by uh, itself, because they only took the enough f- fire for that pot they needed. Today, obviously, we will use, let's say, with with gas. So there's going to be a constant flame, and there's a whole discussion how to extinguish that that flame. So one of the uh, uh, ways of doing it, perhaps in the grammar way, is after you finish cooking, take a pot, fill it with water, allow the pot to boil, and boil over, extinguishing the flame and then I can use the rest of that pot to wash dishes or or have a cup of coffee or have some use for it and the fact that it went out is an act of grammar. That's all we're going to have time for today as the clock ticks ticks uh, ticks away. This union of grammar on, on Shabbos is a very, very interesting uh, 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 sugya it, itself um, that uh, you could what what what's uh, What's available uh, uh, today is if you have, uh, let's say, a, a gas stove. So if you have a kind of a a timer with a with a uh, uh, a spring which you can uh, time to last for a certain amount of time, and then when that time is used up, then one might be able to then turn turn the uh, the switch the switch to to off, but. Uh, Depends on, on obviously what type of stove and what kind of mechanism you you have. Anyway, that brings us to the end of our tether, I mean, or the end of our allotted time for 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 the week. And as we kind of settle down and begin to mellow down for for the Shabbos, it just gives me a moment to wish all of you. First of all, thank you so much for joining us for being part of our radio team. As always, please 
drop a comment, let us know whether you're listening, whether you're liking, what you're liking, what you're not liking, so that we can work, as always, to try to improve, to try to perfect, to try to make the show as user-friendly as as possible. And then, of course, as we enter into the coming Shabbos, it's another beautiful opportunity to spend the time with the family, spend the time with one's community, to, to learn a bit. Go hear a shir. If you haven't been going to the rabbis here on Shabbos morning, shame on you till now, but you can always do tshuva. You can always join us, sit down. You might learn something. You might actually enjoy something. You might be inspired and learn a new insight or a new understanding that you never had before. Grab opportunities. That's what life is all about. Take care of yourself. For the moment, keep keep warm, keep inspired, keep connected, and wishing each and every one of you a good and gewaltige Shabbos.